0: care, everyone Decker. hello everybody good morning good evening whatever time you are watching this it's morning for me right now also the time of at the time of recording it's the international day of peace so um, peace to everyone um, we are here today um, at the Yogananda awake podcast minute 25. We have the usual two suspects here, Priyank and Chris. Um, how are you guys doing today? How's the weather in Brazil, Chris?
1: 35 degrees and hot as normal. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm great, I'm great, thank you.
2: It was, it was so hot that when Chris logged in, he didn't know his video was on and he was almost completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> as an Irishman in Brazil, oh, you man. have
1: to you have to take certain measures to try to stay cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Too bad we don't have this on camera now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a friendly, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's true. And today we'll, we have a special guest.
3: We have Mohit on today. How are you doing today, Mohit? Hi. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. I am very well. It's also a very sunny day here in in UK today. I'm based oh, out, in, out of Leicester, and it is mm-hmm. a beautiful sunny day so far, and the day has nice. been good so far.
0: Yeah, I guess and the sun feet. is more appreciated in the UK than in Brazil.
3: Usually. Yeah, sun is more, yeah, absolutely, I agree with you totally. <laughs> <laughs> and especially fantastic. when winters are about to come, the mm-hmm. sun, last few glimpses of sun are most mm-hmm. adorable to me. You're well versed
1: already. Is. Right. Yes. You're well-versed already to the, to the UK weather. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so, of course, uh, Mohit is a dear friend of mine from the London Center, and we we all um, uh, met him there. But Mohit, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? About Let's start with how you found Guruji in your life.
3: Okay. How I found Guruji is a very unique story because... Hmm? During my childhood days, I used to visit uh, temples nearby my home and being born in a Hindu family, uh, my grandmother used to take me to various temples and uh, she would always wanted me to follow some sort of rituals that every Hindu religion people follow. Uh, But somehow from my childhood days, uh, I was very that I do not have to follow the guru that my grandmother used to follow. And we used to go to temple, but I was very, very clear that, okay, he cannot be my guru. And then I grew up uh, a few years in my life or more. And uh, I was in my college days when I spoke to my dad about... Uh, Guruji, because I saw him meditating. I said, "Who is he? Whom do you meditate? What is the what exactly you do?" You, you, I just see you with closed eyes all the time, and uh, so he just says, "I said, but I don't feel like doing meditation. I don't feel like uh, I, I have no interest in meditation." By that time, I was in college. I said, "I'm, I'm all interested in bikes, cars, <laughs> and then fancy, fancy things." And he said, he just gifted me a book on my birthday in 2010, on, uh, in 2010 or 2011, uh, Journey to Self-Realization. In fact, in, 20, in 2009, but then by the time I, I completed the book, it was 2011. And so I read that book and he said, I still remember uh, this book has all the cars, all the bikes and all the desires that you have from the world can be fulfilled from from this book. I said, I was very happy. I said, okay, what this book is all about. So I read the book and many of my questions got answered, even those questions which I haven't thought of. That changed my life completely. I was fully happy, felt very powerful during that time, that if I follow what has been written in the book, I will get whatever I want. Especially, I s- still remember the line from Swami Shri Yukteswarji's quote, if you, if you like something in the world or something which is not even in the world, it shall be created for you. I was like, okay, something which is not in the world, if I, if I desire and if I do right things, uh, it shall be created for me too. That's how I came on Guruji's Path, Mike. Nice, which nice. Um,
2: which guru did your father follow? Or was he a Yogananda disciple as well? Sorry? Which guru did your father follow? Or which path did he learn his meditation from?
3: So he learned the path uh, from Guruji only. Okay. Uh, okay. My grandmother I was referring to, mm. she used to uh, follow some other guru, okay. uh, a nearby temple, uh, temple guru.
2: Mm.
3: Okay. Very cool. So you said it's, it's tradition that you always... Except uh,
0: the guru of your grandfather. Is that how it is?
3: No, no, no. It, there is no such tra- there is no such tradition. I was quite young and my mm-hmm. grandmother wanted me to uh, be spiritual during those days itself. Ah, and, okay. uh, so she was just uh, making me aware of all those Hindu customs, uh, doing Anwan Chalisa, uh, offering Jal to Lord Shiva. And then there was some in charge who, who was in the temple, wanted to give me some mantra, but I used to escape. I, I used to go, go to temple after the time he sleeps. So his sleeping time was around 10.30. So I, I, I always try to visit to the temple after that time or in the, in the late evenings so that <laughs> I don't meet him. So I was basically <laughs> trying to escape him. <laughs> nice. And then
0: I believe you you lived in the, in the Delhi area, right? What is it like to, to be a YSS devotee over there? Is there many temples? Do you, do you see monks often? What is the experience over there?
3: That's one of the blessings in my life. I stay in Ghaziabad, which is close to Delhi, Mike. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, I would say 30 miles from Delhi to Ghaziabad. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, the Noida Ashram is just 10 miles from my place and i have a great opportunity always to meet all the monks uh, in noida ashram monks there are very very loving very caring as i have as i must as they must be in the srf also uh, but i can only share about what i have experienced so my sunday routine used to be uh, normally visit noida ashram around 9:30 in the morning uh serve children's satsang, meet some monk, and also the in-charge of children's asang and do some seva in the ashram, serve food in the afternoon, then have some chit-chat time, or just share any personal issues or professional issues with the monk in the afternoon, then come back home in the evening with my sister. That's (laughs) how my life was uh, till the time I was in India, and it was so awesome. So meeting monks was very... Very easy, I would say. It was not mm-hmm. that tough because they were always available for us. Mm-hmm. It's their loving relationship, and uh, they have—they uh, are al- always keen to serve us as Guruji's children. So meeting monks was like awesome in my life so far. Yeah,
0: yeah I think. I think this um, sounds a bit like when you when you live near near an ashram in the in the United States as well, <clears throat> but it's so nice to have that in in um, in India. Um, then the the next thing I want to ask you is um, since we are talking about the Awake movie, do you still remember when we when you watched the movie for the first time and what you thought about it after you watched it the first time?
3: Okay, my first time. Uh... Of Awake movie, I I was a volunteer uh, when the movie screening was going on. So I haven't seen a movie properly. I remember that day. It was in one of the theaters in Delhi, and uh, I was in charge to ensure outside the theater only. My my duty was outside the theater, and the, my duty was to ensure that all those who are visiting that theater should be able to board their seats on time. There should not be any loud noise outside the area and uh, helping people around it. And I remember, if I'm allowed to take name of any monk, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So I was, it was Swami Ishwaranji. I was standing outside. Uh, he was also standing outside. He was, he was just paying a visit inside for a while and then come out and see who all are coming. He was like serving most most of the time people, those who are coming, because we have invited so many non-YSS guests also for the screening, like diplomats and uh, some uh, people from various embassies and some top-notch people. So people were visiting, and it was Swamiji's responsibility to ensure that they get their seat, they, they are being escorted properly. But yes, I had a few glimpses of the movie at the end when everybody has boarded the seat and when we were told now you can go inside and uh, watch a movie <laughs> whatever it's <the> left. <laughs> that was my no. first time I saw Awake. But whatever glimpses we have seen during that time, it, uh, it was quite profound, I would say. Seeing Guruji on screen, even serving there outside Uh, was like today, there was a special feeling in my heart that day. Even if I'm not in the theater, I'm not able to see Guruji on theater, but there was a beautiful feeling Guruji was giving each one of us, those who were serving outside the theater. And we all experienced that. Even monks blessed us at the end the, uh, end of the movie. They all blessed us, gave us Prasad. Then I had an opportunity to have a prasad with all the monks because there was a gathering after the movie ended. Uh, There was some refreshments, we had it together. Then we came back home. That was a beautiful day. Uh, There was some special vibration since afternoon. I still remember I went out with one of the devotee, Aruna Deva and uh, she and I and few other devotees, we were driving from our office to that place where the screening was happening. Mm-hmm. So uh, nice. there was a vibration. There was a super vibration, I would say.
0: Fantastic. Um, <clears throat> I think that is, that is um, one of the best ways to see it. I mean, you were also serving, which is great. By um, also seeing it in a, in a movie theater, is like immerses you more than when you watch it at home, I would say, it depends on your home cinema setup, but <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, let's uh, start talking about the minute. It's minute 25, and where we left off last time was Guruji walked through this um, busy bazaar type area, and then he kind of glimpsed Sri Yukteswar to his right, and he walked on, but he couldn't. His, his feet, they were not moving anymore. So he walked back. And now he's finally seeing Sri Yukteswar for the first time. And we said that last time, this is one of the most special moments, I would say, in the movie and also in the autobiography of a yogi, where he finally meets his guru. Um, and um, Sri Yukteswar, According to the autobiography of a yogi, he says, oh, my own, you have come to me. And he he says this over and over and over again. A very special moment. Priyank, what do you think about that?
2: Yeah, those words are just so, so powerful. I mean, my own, my own. Um, It evokes so much beautiful emotion to, to have someone call you my own isn't it and especially someone with the divine stature as Sri Yukteswar can you imagine him saying such beautiful words to you and um yeah that just and I'm I'm surprised they didn't use those words um perhaps perhaps um justifiably but they didn't use those words in the um in the film like they didn't have Sri Yukteswar Saying those words to him, the actor Sri Abdishwa to Mukunda, who was bowing before him, he didn't say that. So perhaps that's probably why they did that, because it, it's all the all of us devotees have such a strong connection with that moment. They had to like distill it or change it a little bit so it doesn't alter what our experience of that moment is. I think you touched on
1: it, Priyank there from what I was what struck me as well was the immediate longing to belong, essentially, and, and Sri Yukteswar is, you know, a, a, a clear reflection of, of God and wisdom, and that reflection made, made, me, made me think that we all have that um, desire to belong and to to be united, and I suppose that's, you know, the definition of yoga, to, to unite with, with God, and that's a longing somewhere deep within all of us you know it's it's uh, um to hear the words i think it immediately strikes that chord like oh right okay yeah that's that's what we're here to do to, to be reunited and like you said to hear those words would have been really special and um it's interesting actually uh, on that note because uh, guruji actually says to shri of tishwar later in life like i need to hear you say that you love me <laughs> And uh, yeah, for, for, for these to be his weird. first words yeah for these to be his first words um uh, would, would have been would have been awesome for, for him and it's obviously <laughs> lovely for us
0: fantastic mohit what did you think like when you read the autobiography or when you watched the movie um and you, this, this, I feel like both of them, they build up to this moment where, where he finally meets Sri Yukteswar, especially the autobiography of a yogi built up to this moment because he says he saw him in visions. And, and then what, what kind of emotions did that make you feel when, you, when that moment finally was
3: described? I think that can be the most beautiful moment for anyone in their life. Because if they have visions, if they have sort of a calling and uh, inside that uh, I, there is somebody who, whom they are supposed to meet. And uh, if you are able to recognize them and your whole mind, body, and soul just gets uh, towards them, uh, there cannot be anything beyond that. That's the moment you have been looking for. And I think that's what Guruji have felt, and we all have felt in some way when we met our Guru. Our, maybe our feet would not have got uh, uh, stick to the ground, uh, <laughs> but we I still remember the way monks welcome us to the Ranchi Ashram during Sangam, welcome back home, is what is the calling, like Swamiji are saying, welcome back to the Guruji's ashram, which is our our home. And same way, Guruji would have felt when he might have met Swami Shri Yukteswarji. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice, yeah, I, I, I always hear that from devotees often, mm-hmm. um, that they find, at least they call it their spiritual home when it's like the center or the temple that they go to. And there's um, definitely something each time when you go there, this vibration, this kind of makes you feel um, at home. And also those, um, those words that Georg have said, my own, you have come. This is um, very emotional. Um, I don't wanna start crying now. So let's move on to something.
2: Before you I'll go, say, um, brother, um, brother, I, you go on. Yeah.
0: No, I, I, I wanted to touch on something that you said earlier, Priyank, um, mm. and that's the thing with um, they didn't say they didn't make him say the words um, in the film. They didn't make him say any words, right? So they they reenacted the scene. Um, also, Yogananda, they reenacted him and Sri Yukteswar. Neither of them say anything in the movie. They narrate over it. Um, with Anupam so, Kher's voice.
2: The one thing he does say is, I've been waiting for you, which is a paraphrasal of what happens in the Autobiography of a Yogi. Uh, okay. slight, slight difference. So that is the one line that, that uh, they... But, t- but does t- he actually kind of, say it? Or yeah, it, it says that's in the over? film. That's in the film. So he really? he doesn't okay. say it, it's narrated over.
0: It's narrated over, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, so I, f- I feel like that they chose this style because they they didn't mm-hmm. really want to reenact... Guruji yeah. and of Tashwar, so they did it in this way where they just you see the people walking um, and um, but, you, but they narrate over it in a way to keep to keep it somehow, I would say, I don't know, pure. Yeah, um, yeah
2: really true is and i'm so glad we worked this out because i hadn't thought about this before and when when i remember before i was like this is such a special moment in the autobiography why didn't they use the exact words but working this out now it kind of makes sense it does make it fully make sense isn't it This is probably the best way to do it to keep the purity of the moment as you just said but in 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 reference to the my own thing i remember brother and underboy uh in one of his talk he said um He kind of led up to this lovely moment and he was saying Yogananda said these words to someone which was um you you are my own and then he also said I am your own which is the the second part of that which kind of completes completes it, doesn't it? Completes it. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: Yogananda talks about this himself, doesn't he, in prayers and chants talking about God, you know, God and I, I am one, uh, I am the son, um, you know, you and I are one. Uh, So yeah, this this unity is obviously a a strong thing.
0: There's also this chant, right? I surrender to thee, I am thine, thou art mine.
2: Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, very beautiful chant that just came to mind. (laughs) Um, And then you, in in the movie it continues, so now they, First, it looks like they were gonna hug because Sri Yukteswar he opens his arms, right, and then Guruji bows before him, which is um, the, the customary thing to do to a guru in India. You touch his feet, you bow before him, and um, uh, Sri Yukteswar is very—he's—he's he's also very happy because this—this this is not just um, that. Uh, Mukunda had those visions over and over again. I think Sri Yukteswar had the same. Sri Yukteswar said he has been waiting for, what are the words, Um, how many years I have waited for you. So he must have also had visions of him and he knew that he would come, he would become his beloved disciple. Um, And they will have uh, like 10 years together now in at Sri Yukteswar's hermitage. which is some of my favorite stories in the, in the autobiography of a Yogi. Um, Very nice. And then you see them together, walking hand in hand, uh, walking down this lane, walking towards the Ganges. And I just want to ask that because uh, this is a theme that keeps reoccurring, like, like um, master and I woke up early and walked by the Ganges, or we walked by the Ganges in the evening. And what is the significance of that? Is there like a, Special meaning, or is it just this privilege of spending time with your guru? What do you think, Chris?
1: Well, the the Ganges, um, you know, I think Mohit and, and Priyanka probably better better place to talk about it. now, I uh, is is uh, has spiritual significance. Um, the waters um, uh, to to the people of, of the area, and to India. Um, I'll, I'll not say anything more and let the let the guys jump in on that. Um, but um, Certainly, certainly, um, there there is going to be an element of simple exercise as well. You know, not to, not to get too mundane about it, but you know, they, they do need to get out. Yoga talks about strengthening the body uh, and the mind, so you know, getting out for walks, uh, I think, is important. And he talks about being in the sun and you know, getting 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 fresh air, sort of thing. Um So not not to uh, take away the the spiritual significance of, of the moments with the guru, but uh, I, I certainly think that there's a practical element of simply being acted about. But really the the moments of him and his, and his guru Sri Yukteswarji uh, getting up by the Ganges are, I think, moments of silence a lot of the time. I'm not sure exactly how many words were shared in, uh, in, in these walks, but I think it was more peace and tranquility Sharing moments together, simply being in each other's presence as two great spiritual beings would have been would have been awesome to, to see uh, personally. But I'll, I'll leave I'll leave the more Ganges comments to to the, to the guys maybe that know more.
0: What What do you think, Priyang? If you were with Guruji and he would ask you to walk by the Ganges with him.
2: Oh gosh, I think I would die there and then.
0: <laughs> I
2: can't even contemplate. I could not contemplate. But um, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful um, setting. I think they, they portrayed this, uh, I think I mentioned in the last minute, they portrayed this moment really, really powerfully and beautifully. It, it, if anything, it, as I said before, it bolstered my my like, you know, my impression of that beautiful moment because now there's like scenery. And obviously, they were near near the Ganges, weren't they? So, yeah. Mohit can because I haven't yet. I haven't yet dipped into the Ganges. Mohit, I'm sure has.
3: Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: or the Yamuna River or whatever is
3: close. Yeah. Not Yamuna River, but uh, <laughs> but to the Ganges, I would say. I've walked around the Ganges. Uh, so, do I have to talk about if? Guruji and I have an opportunity to walk. walk please, together. please, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, why would
2: not? You, I would, would just hold his
3: hand. Him. I would just hold his hand and say, "Okay, let's, Guruji, let's go there. Let's walk." <laughs> I would not. Uh, I would not feel shy. Not. I would have any emotion. I said, "Let's go. Let's go." <laughs> wow. And uh, because uh, walking by the Ganges, I have experienced that many many times in my life so far. Uh, Haridwar is very close to my home and uh, it's one of the holiest land I would say one of the holiest uh, on in Indi- on the on the land of India one of the places and uh, Ganges looks so beautiful there it comes all over from uphill definitely up to rich it goes it starts from uh, Dev Prayag, where I've seen where Ganges and Alaknanda and one more river they meet and they form the Ganges. So I've seen, I've taken a holy dip there. Then it comes down to Haridwar, I mean, it comes down to Rishikesh and then then to Haridwar. So I have seen from the top to that area, so I am in totally love with the Ganges. And if I have an opportunity to walk with you there, yes. (laughs) And yes, definitely. There's as Chris was mentioning, if you remember that, uh, being the being born in India, definitely we know the significance of Ganges, and uh, and the spiritual aspect. What I have learned from Swamiji's and some other people about uh, Ganges is the current that flows in the Ganges uh, from top to where the Ganges actually starts to the down. And to the when it merges to the sea is like us is like a current that flows in our spine from top to down. So all we have to do is the reverse it. Mm. So we are going down until we are conscious, we cannot hold those currents. So we need we whether we want or we do not want, we are flowing downward. And that's what Guruji also says that energy flows downward and outward. And with the practice of a kriya, you take it inward and upward.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So both Beautiful. have uh, both have the same significance. And,
2: and,
3: and do, like you, ri- do you
2: do you do you do you so is it then better to sail up the Ganges or submerge and swim up the Ganges?
3: So it's always so it's not uh, not down the Ganges. It's always I mean thus, uh, I would say the example that I've heard in the Sasang is naturally we are flowing downward. Mm. We are flowing away from our source, which is the starting of the Ganges. And everybody has to make an effort to go uphill. And that's a goal. That's an oper- that is what we are here for. So if you do not make an effort uh, to go up, you will naturally go down. You cannot stand still. That's That's the reason. Even if we are not able to do our spiritual practices to the extent we want to, but even if we are doing some part of it we are able to we are not going backward we are st- we are able to stand still a bit we know we can pull back but if we just sometimes uh, when we do not do anything then that's the time is the toughest time and we can we can be carried away mm. beautiful and that when- you
0: basically have your whole country as an as a representation of the the, the currents that flow in the spine, very, very nice.
1: It starts in the Himalaya, Himalayan mountains.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, I had the privilege one time to go to Rishikesh and to Hardwar, and then also Kolkata. And then if you compare in Rishikesh, it's like this mountain stream that flows super fast and is super clear. And then the Huli River in Kolkata is like this. Massive it looks like the ocean almost it's so big yeah more like the majestic stream um in that scene where they so they walk by the uh by the Ganges um or towards the water somewhere and then they sit under a a banyan tree and um Priyank you said that had significance do you want to add something to that
2: yeah so it's um it's referred to in the Gita as well, but the chapter fifteen, verse one. Uh, I was just reading it actually, but in that they actually refer to it as the um, the ashvata tree, where the where the roots are above and the boughs beneath. Um, the leaves are Vedic hymns, and he who stands under this tree. Of life is the Veda Noah. So if you look at this tree, it's a very common tree in India, and actually it's so big. Sometimes you can have like pretty much a whole forest, and it's actually all interconnected banyan trees. And you'll see like the roots kind of come down into the ground, and it's a very majestic, uh, majestic tree. And I'm sure Mohit's uh, also been in and around these trees, but it's also very. That spiritually there's lots of uh, stories with reference to sages, you know, sitting underneath these these majestic trees and meditating under these trees and Krishna as well, obviously, is associated with them um, with this tree.
0: Nice. Do you do you have any any experiences with, with Banyan trees in India Mohit?
3: Yes, I, I have been I have a privilege to visit Sirampur once. And uh, that time, I don't know, it it was the same tree where Babaji met Swami Shri Yukteswarji or not, but there is a a picture of Babaji and Swami Shri Yukteswarji in one of the banyan trees in near Rampur. So when we we visited uh, Swami Shri Yukteswarji's home, and then somebody took us to that place that they must have met under this banyan tree, which has been mentioned,
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It looks fantastic. Like I, I don't think I've seen one consciously,
0: but it looks like a, a giant mushroom. Yeah. And then <laughs> so you sit under it, and that gives a lot of shade, I guess that makes it popular as well in the in, in mm-hmm. the hot climate in India. And then it has, like, that something that looks like strings hanging down from its branches. Is that, is that um, um, something that um, gives extra extra protection or is that, is that those, those, something those are
2: actually roots so the roots this is why this tree uh, is so it's, it's like an inverted thing so the roots come down from the top and they go uh, into the ground so it's very it's a very metaphorical um and that's why they use it in scripture and various things to, to describe that and the relationship of so, so, the so those nature.
0: roots go into the ground then and, yeah
2: yeah and that's why wow. then the tree can spread And you would have actually, when you were in India, you would have walked past probably hundreds of these trees and you wouldn't have, uh, you might have noticed the first one, but then you'll see so many that you wouldn't wouldn't have thought much about it.
3: They just look like the landscape there. (laughs) I remember one quote, uh, what I've read in the Ranchi Ashram on my first visit to Ranchi Ashram during one of the Sangams in 2011. So Lord Buddha also used to worship under the Banyan tree. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that, under that tree, he, he took a vow where he, he says that uh, I will set down here and will not, uh, I will take my, oh, I, I will lift my eyes and will not bring it down until I resolve the mystery of life. So something like that. He wrote, wrote, yeah, he, he took a vow. He said, I take a sacred vow. I would not let my eyes fall. Until I resolve the mystery of my life, and he was under the banyan tree. I'm sure this, it is definitely more than that we know about the banyan tree. Yeah, beautiful.
0: I think this is the termination that that we need, right? The, I know Guruji did that a few times. He said, "I'm going to meditate now until Divine Mother comes to me. Mm. Won't get
3: up. Yeah, after this this test. Yeah. We can try yeah. that in case we are able to resolve
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> to do
3: with the banyan tree. We are not trying that. We are meditating at home. <laughs> There's excuses, the right?
0: I, I cannot meditate. I need a banyan tree. <laughs> 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 oh, beautiful. Um. So then Chris, I think Chris, see- had a,
2: Chris had a point to make.
0: Oh, sorry. I'm,
1: I'm, to be fair, I'm still musing at what the point actually is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 whenever no, whenever I look at this tree, it looks ancient, right? So there's something about the tree. And it, it's, um, uh, it, it, there is something as well, just to the points being made um, about the significance uh, of, of trees, but whether or not it's maybe, Super hot climates over in Asia and India, you know, where maybe outdoor uh, shade is very, very welcomed. But um, the grounding effect, maybe in meditation, um, that that it might bring, I'd be very curious to to know more. If there might be, um, uh, let's say, assistance that you might you might get from sitting with you know ancient trees of, of sorts. Um, Guruji, you know, talks about using cotton. Uh, material to disconnect um you know your yourself from certain earthly vibrations so i just wonder maybe if there's listeners or anybody knows anything about this uh, what what else there might be hidden, you know in plain sight
0: mm-hmm. fantastic so then let's move on to the to the next scene which is actually the same scene you see them sitting under the banyan tree but then it gets narrated over um, and by this gentleman, I, I can't really pronounce his name well, so I'm not going to try. I'm, And he says um, that a true guru is someone who doesn't try to lead you to him, but to yourself and to try to reach your potential. Um, uh, what does that mean, Priyank?
2: So firstly, he says a true guru. So there's, guru is often a very... You know, used misused term as we've discussed in the past. Um, and and you might have various gurus in your life, but there's only one sad guru, so sad guru is uh, the true, like the true guru, and that is for us, that's um, Yogananda. So, uh, the, the the guy who was narrating this is um, Anand Anand Manhotra, and um, yeah, that's that's what he was referring to, and and he was saying, um, yeah, true true guru is not one that leads you basically to him he, he's just there as an agent to lead you to god as it were or the ultimate reality or truth or whatever you wish to call the you know the divine experience and that's so beautiful for me because i, I you know i've met i've met people that don't like to Accept a guru's help because they think that the guru is going to take the worship for themselves and take the prayers, or you know, lead the devotee to him, and that's 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 and that and in that the devotee will get lost. But as Iman An- beautifully says, the sadguru, that's not what the Sadhguru does or the sadguru. Yeah. Nice. Chris. What do you think about this? Yeah,
0: just uh, I think
1: what Priyank said there was absolutely correct, what really got me thinking more of the, the limited aspect of us and what we're truly capable of, you know, the the um, points there, we could probably talk, uh, you know, for the rest of the podcast uh, and multiple more episodes on, on what the limitations of what the possibilities might be, because they're seemingly endless either, either way, and Sri Yukteswar talks about this, doesn't he? In, in the Holy Science, I, I think, and um, maybe another literature where mm-hmm. this is what separates us from from the animal kingdom. Um, you know, we we are we are limitless, and if we're made in the image of God, um, then we are truly limitless. Uh, and that is just uh, a thought with I can get lost on for for quite some time, but. Um, it's, it's striking uh, to, to, um, to put this in because um, people who, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this from the perspective of somebody who might not be too acquainted with yoga or gurus or spiritual aspects. Do you really ask yourself all that often what your limitations might be or or what the possibilities might be of being human? You know, it, it's, um, it's, it has been seen as relatively mundane in, in some respects. Uh, uh, in the Western world, um, and uh, yeah, it just excites me to think about it. You know, that we 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 are limitless. We we have ultimate potential. Um, and to Guru's point, this um, point, the only thing that separates us from from him and what he's achieved is hard work. You know, uh, to to put the work, and he's he's worked harder for it. So um, yeah, that's, that's what I think. These are thoughts that pop into my mind.
0: Nice. Uh, Mohit, what do you think when you hear um, a true guru and when you hear that um, he leads you to reach your own potential?
3: Yes, Mike. Uh, There is 100% truth in this word. And especially we have seen uh, Guruji never wanted anybody to love him. He says, whatever love you offer to me, I give it back to the Divine Mother. And uh, he never told anybody that you follow me. He said, you come and experience. And if you like it, well, and good. If you do not like it, you're free to go. So he's not saying anywhere in, in any of his talks, any of his scriptures, any of the literature Guruji has written, that I'm the one, I'm the only one. He says there can be many. So which shows how humble is he throughout. And uh, especially like ji has also displayed the same thing. When Guruji has left uh, his Guru's ashram, uh, he was free to go. And when he wanted to come back, he was free to come. And similarly, we all have experienced that. Many times we, we, or we tried to leave the teachings in some way or the other by not doing it, by not being regular, not, not, not by just leaving the teachings, but thinking sometimes but bit different. And then whenever we came back to Guruji, okay, I, I resolved to meditate more sincerely from today onwards, we have felt his love even more deeply.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And that shows that, okay, my child, if you wanted to, You were not doing whatever you were supposed to do for a while, but now you're back. So I welcome you and I give the same, I will give you the same love and I will give your love back to the divine mother.
0: That's very beautiful. And I think this is also a beautiful segue to the next thing we want to talk about because you are with a guru and the guru helps you, but nothing I don't want to, actually, I don't want to phrase it like this. I was going to say nothing comes for free, but it is, it it does demand of the disciple to be disciplined and to also be disciplined by the guru at times, because what he really disciplines is not you, but it is your ego and your tendencies. And the faster you want to work out your karma, I guess, the more a guru will point out your little things that you have going on that you should work on. Um, and it takes um, a really like true devotee, someone who is really invested to, to like um, in each situation, analyze yourself and say, oh, my guru is telling me something here. I, I need to work on this rather than, oh, my guru is mean to me. Right. And because it's, it's for your own good at the end and um, we there's many, many stories of Guruji receiving uh, getting disciplined by Sri Yukteswar. And also we know many stories of Guruji's disciples um, in SRF and in YSS who who received this and then and then it took them a while to, to get over uh, over their ego. Um, and Masvidal says the same thing. It is like not easy to be taught by a guru. It is because it, destroying your ego. First, you have to figure out that you are not the ego; that you are the soul. Um, and this is um, the, the ultimate way to to get to get free to get f- free from the ego. Um, what do you think about this, Priyank?
2: Yeah, definitely, certainly isn't easy, is it? <laughs> the spiritual path is not one for is not one for um, if you just want to just, you know, make no effort in improving yourself and all those things it's not, that's not for you um, but, you know the the Yogananda used to say like um, an easy life is not a successful life or is that is that Sri Yukteswar that said that and that that's so true as well, isn't it because we have to to, to improve we have to work on ourselves and when you work on yourself there's always some painful thorns that we have to remove you know to get out to, to to remove a splinter you have to first go through a few pricks of the of the needle and it hurts doesn't it and and then finally when that little splinter is removed you're like oh yes it was worth it was worth the pain um, because uh, otherwise you can't you'll go through your whole life with that splinter and it will never, it will never, it will never get removed. And perhaps there'll be many lifetimes.
1: I, I've, got, I've got, one. I've, I've got a splinter that I need to
2: remove.
1: <laughs> funny, funny, you mentioned that, actually, Frank. <laughs> can you come over and help me?
2: Help me with wow, um, Mike, Chris, yeah. I was like, I was trying to get, I was trying to like set something up really deep, and then you're like, oh, I've got a splinter. <laughs> look, look, look,
1: right there, you can see it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'll I'll uh, I'll lessen the tone here a little bit more with uh, my my reference uh, continued reference to the Lord of the Rings, and um, you know I I love this because and and this is one of the reasons why I love I love this movie um, and other similar movies is that if you're willing to to face to go on the adventure and face the dragon uh, and go go to battle. you uh, you ultimately can have the reward of, of the greatest treasure, and it's the treasure of which the dragon so uh, so so jealously guards. And the dragon is the ultimate um, predator in a sense, the, the greatest foe that you might be able to uh, go head to head with because it can soar like an eagle. You know, it eyes like you uh, can see for miles. It's intellect uh, very very clever and very wise. Um, and, you know, has scales, all, all these things, it's, these analogies are beautiful because this is what we do on the spiritual path. We, we face uh, the, the shadow the, the shadow part of ourselves as well as the light and through the guru who uh, brings light and shows us the path, you know, we can be guided along this treacherous path. Um, but, but, um, but it is uh, something that requires daily work, daily discipline. Um, and it is uh, something that is quite funny when whenever, you know, if people talk, talk to you about yoga and meditation. They think it's just some like, you know, th- the, to use the word hippie stuff, you know, to, to sit and have this layabout, lazy life. Uh, whereas, you know, from my uh, experience in reality, it is accelerating that uh, karmic uh, path and challenges. More challenges will come to you uh, because you're willing to take them on. And, and you and you will only get the challenges that you're able to to overcome as well with the help of the guru. Um, so yeah, uh, we're we're on this little adventure, and we have uh, the great guru to, to guide us through it.
0: Hmm. Nice. What do you think about this Mohit?
3: Yes, Mike. Uh, definitely. It's. Uh, I mean. But I think on this is a bit different, I would say. Okay. Guruji uh, is helping us throughout. And uh, he is definitely challenging our egos. And all, all we have to do is have to support him. As Priyank mentioned, that easy life is not a victorious life. And uh, we want victory. We want to suffer a bit. We have to sacrifice a bit. We cannot have. We cannot have a salvation without without sacrificing anything. And Guruji says you are not. If you look at deeply, you are not sacrificing anything. You are just sacrificing the smaller thing for a very higher thing, with a smaller joy to a higher joy, and. Uh, I remember of one of the examples is where uh, sculptures are trying to create an idol. They hit the they hit the stone, they hit the rock from various corners, and uh, it's painful to go through that that experience. Uh, but uh, once once the idol is ready, it's beautiful and people worship it. Similarly, in our lives, so Guruji wants to remove all those bad tendencies out of us and uh, all those bad habits which are are stopping us to have salvation. But we try to put it back on our shoulders, on our everywhere in the body. (laughs) So he's trying to remove it. We we remove it with an effort for some time. We all make an effort sometimes. We we remove it, but then we get lazy and we bring all those things back. And then we say, we are not progressing.
0: Yeah, I can, uh, this is like um, the same, I feel like it's a similar kind of thing, but viewed from a different angle, viewed from, and I like that a lot. It's a beautiful thought to think like, all we need to do is we need to support the guru helping us, right? Yeah, that's, that's very beautiful. Um, and lastly, um, we, like when we saw Guruji and Sri Yukteswar walking down the street hand in hand. Um, the, there's like a, a real love between them. It is not just, I'm your guru, you're my disciple. They love each other a lot, right? And um, uh, I think Chris wanted to talk about the significance of the heart chakra in this respect.
1: Yeah, I, I noticed in the shot where they were sitting. Um, you know the actors were sitting as Yogananda and Sri Yukteswar under the tree, Sri Yukteswar had his uh, right hand on his on his heart and um you know obviously that's been set up uh, to some degree I imagine and the significance of the heart chakra is one that is uh, you know it's referenced to in our daily language right we we talk about the heart a lot you know heartfelt and um you know for 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 grief you know we talk about um being heart-stricken and you know, all, all these things so um yeah we, we we um we tend to think with our hearts and uh in the spiritual uh side of things with so the chakras the fourth chakra uh is it uh ana, anahata, is it, anahata, yes. is it? anahata yeah. chakra um being at the the um the kind of sort of center of of our being um and one, I've seen an image somewhere, uh, this hasn't, it wasn't through uh, y- Yogan and his teachings, but the, the um, kind of thyroid shape um, of the energy uh, field for our auric field, that it actually has its core point in the in heart chakra. And, and that, that was, that struck me as very significant as well. Um, and the st- significance of the heart chakra being one of love uh, forgiveness and the color green, there's more of its color green. Um, <laughs> you know, it is, is, uh, it is something that uh, I think we could all, as a human race, uh, work on a lot. And I think it has, it's very, very significant for us in this time, um, you know, as, as a species. But um, yeah, I just
2: wanted to touch on that
1: and, you know, blow that topic open and, and if anybody has anything to add to that. Free.
2: Yeah, I do. I think in I think the in English they also call it the dorsal or the solar plexuses, don't they? In in, um, in so that, I think that that refers to that that image of the in this, yeah the, the 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 I think part of the reason why they portrayed him holding his hand like here it was, it was like this you know both hands next to the anahata or yukteshwa that's what he was doing and. It was quite a funny scene in that, actually, because what happens is you see uh, Mukunda kind of come out of meditation because you you see Swethaishwar is meditating. He comes out of meditation, looks up at him, and then realises, "Oh, I should be meditating." And he comes back into the meditation. And it's quite cute, but. I think the the, the significance of the heart chakra in this is because I think this, as Chris mentioned, it is a purely, you know, it's such a heartfelt relationship and such a heartfelt moment of both of their lives. And that's, I think, that's predominant uh, feeling in this respect. So, for example, later in the the film, um, Mm -hmm. later in the book, you know, Sri Yukteswar's Resurrection, and now the, the energy isn't about at the start it was about feeling but then it became transcendental right it was describing you know creation and life after death and then you could you could feel the energy has come comes much higher and it was you know it was up probably at the sahasra or the highest the highest chakra that there is so in this one i think that the, the relationship was very very heartfelt and i think we should uh, if, if i may can i just read out some of the lines that about this two-way relationship, because I think this was a good point you made, Chris, that uh, it is a two-way thing. And the, the line between guru and disciple is also blurred. And it's also blurred um, uh, deliberately so by Sri Yukteswar. So if he says things like, um, uh, I give you my unconditional love, will you give me the same unconditional love? So he's also requesting it and giving it. And then then and then he says, if ever you find me falling from a state of God realization, please plom- promise to put my head on your lap and help to bring me back to the cosmic beloved we both worship. And I mean, that can you imagine uh, you, Yogananda saying such a thing to you? And this, this, this effectively what. Sri Yukteswar is saying to his disciple, and so this is, this. you know, Mike mentioned this um, about Christ and, and St. John, you know, the, and Elijah. So the, the, the relationship for such spiritually elevated beings is, is blurred in this respect. So Sri Yukteswar's plea there is, is, is also heartfelt, isn't it? And, and that, I think that's why it's portrayed in, in that way. Very humble. It's, you know,
1: and, and humility with wisdom, is something that is epitomized in, um, in Sri Yukteswar, you know, and that's what Yogananda talks about, his wisdom. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's awesome, awesome to hear that, really.
0: Beautiful. Do we want to add anything more to this point?
3: Yes, I would just say one, yes. one or two lines, uh, okay. that the importance of heart center or the heart chakra in okay. our sadhana is uh, until we open that, uh, we cannot meet God. Because Guruji says, Kriya plus devotion works like mathematics. So Kriya you can do, but the devotion comes out of heart. So until we do both the things, we cannot meet our beloved to the extent we wanted to meet. Uh, that's it, I would say. Beautiful. So this pretty
0: much um, wraps up our minute. Does anyone else have anything to add?
2: Probably. No, uh, Mohit. Thank you very, thank you very much for joining us. You uh, had a beautiful devotional temperament which you added to this uh, podcast. So thank you so much.
3: Oh, uh, it's my privilege to be here on this forum and <laughs> serve Guruji in some way. Mm. Uh, because since lockdown, we always feel that how can we serve Guruji, and I, I, I always feel uh, feels that how can I serve my master? I don't. I'm not like great servants like you all are, but yeah. <laughs> if I can, if I can add a drop in your in your bucket, uh, it makes me feel happy. That's all I can say. Thank you for inviting me, rather than thanking me. Great, well, pleasure having you on, Mohit. Thank you all. Take good, everyone. Jai Gur. Jai Gur.